Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. A host to a ghost, a frightened fraud, and murder. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Sometimes a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, knows it's the spirit of the crime that counts. I was ushered into the office of Clifford Piper, president of the Piper Cunningham Chemical Corporation. Come in, Mr. Browning. I need your help. Badly. I sat down, and just then a side door of Piper's office opened. You all right, Piper? I heard voices. Piper smiled wearily. Yes, I'm all right, Cunningham. Thank you. I appreciate you looking in. Cunningham withdrew. Piper got up, locked the door, and came over to me. That was my partner. Poor chap's got plenty to worry about. He knows something's troubling me, but he's too decent to pry. Prying is my business, Mr. Piper. So tell me what's troubling you. A ghost, Mr. Browning. Or perhaps my alter ego a split in my personality. I can't decide which. Well, let's get this straight, Mr. Piper. You see things? One thing. My own personal apparition. It visits me here when I'm working late and chats. I find myself looking forward to his visits. Piper went on to tell me that he'd spoken with Dr. Wallace Crawford, head of a private psychic research organization he'd helped endow. Dr. Crawford feels I am making psychic history. Wants me to put up funds for further investigation. I'll bet he does. That's why I called you in. Last night, my ghost called again. Said he was tired of doing all the visiting. He suggested that I call on him at the Edgewood Cemetery any time between 11 and 12. Will you accompany me? Sure. Some of my best friends are ghosts. Hey, by the way, what does this one look like? I told you, Mr. Browning. It's my ghost. He looks and talks exactly like me. I was hired by a wealthy chemist to accompany him to a cemetery and meet his ghostly double. It was just past eleven when Piper and I pulled up before the gates of Edgewood Cemetery. There was another car in the driveway. Dr. Crawford is here already. Crawford was waiting for us just inside the gates, and he looked plenty nervous. A strange experiment, not necessarily conclusive. Yet an opportunity, perhaps, if all is in harmony, to pull aside for a moment the veil of the other world. I shook the limp hand. I'm a detective, Dr. Crawford. Crawford made strangling noises, but said nothing. We went on inside. This is the appointed spot, the family mausoleum. Piper slowly opened the ornate bronze doors. Welcome, thou three. Enter my home. I am your host. <laughs> that ghost wasn't kidding. He was our host. His figure, his manner, his voice, everything made him a dead ringer for Piper. But I had an idea. I bent down, scooped up a handful of mud, and let it fly. A fine idea, except that the ghost, without even appearing to reach for it, caught the mud ball and sent it sailing right back to me. <laughs> I intercepted part of the mud with my hand, the rest with my face. And by the time I'd wiped my eyes clear... My ghost is gone. 
Brownie, you frightened it away. You offended it. No, fine. I'd hurt a ghost's feelings. Look, Mr. Piper, you hired me. I handle cases my own way. I wanted to see whether something would go through or onto the ghost. My plan didn't work. I'm sorry. I looked around for Crawford, but he was gone. I guess the phenomenon had been a bit too psychic for him. As for Piper, by now he was mad clean through. Browning, you are discharged. Good night. I was fired, but I was far from through with the case, because in my left hand I still held the ball of mud, and there were some fine, substantial fingerprints on it. I took the fingerprinted mud ball to the police crime lab the next morning. The technician fussed with it for a while. Then, Mr. Browning, these are the fingerprints of Clifford Piper. I gulped. That's impossible. Besides, how do you happen to have Clifford Piper's prints on file? Because he was murdered last night. And that's how I found out about it. Piper had apparently returned to his office after the cemetery rendezvous and kept another, his last. Lieutenant Dawson tried hard to be patient with me. I'm very busy here, Jerry. Sure, a ghost caught a mud ball and put Piper's fingerprints on it. Sure it did. Go on home and get some sleep. You'll be all right. But Dawson, I... Then I closed my mouth. What I'd been about to say was too silly. I was getting ready to argue about the reality of a ghost. Instead, I left Piper's office and walked into the lab. Past rows of test tubes and strange-looking apparatus to where Cunningham was working over in a corner. Oh, Browning, excuse me, I can't stop in this test. Cunningham took a test tube of brownish liquid, walked over to an iron container that was labeled with the ominous words, Destroy in Incinerator C. Do not handle. Browning, I wish I could deposit my troubles in that container as easily as I do experiments that fail. Hey, what have the police learned? Not much, I guess. They're checking on Dr. Wallace Crawford, I imagine. He's a pretty obvious fake. Maybe a killer, too. He was good enough to get a lot of money from Piper. Yeah, I know. I also knew that he was mighty scared last night. Badly frightened man who was looking at his first genuine ghost. <laughs> Browning, you don't really believe that stuff. Piper was self-deluded, a victim of a charlatan plus his own imagination. I looked at the smiling, self-assured chemist. Mr. Cunningham, all my life I've specialized in not kidding myself or letting anybody else kid me. And this business of a ghost that has fingerprints, and the fingerprints are the same as those of the man he's haunting, all that leads me to the conclusion that I'm being kidded by an expert. And what's more, I don't think Dr. Crawford is that expert. Get out of my laboratory. No, not before I search it. I took a long chance hitting Cunningham, but there was something about his manner that made me do it. When I searched the lab, I finally found what I was looking for. At the bottom of the ominously labeled container intended for incinerator C. A pair of transparent plastic gloves and a slip-over-the-head transparent plastic mask. These were the gimmicks with which Cunningham had created the ghostly double of Clifford Piper. Dawson put Cunningham under arrest. Claimed he suspected the partner all along. Maybe he did. Cunningham had an intricate plan to get word of his partner to get him so bemused with otherworldly concerns that he would withdraw from a business that was coining a fortune. As for Dr. Wallace Crawford, I knew he wasn't in on the scheme, fake that he was from the way he'd been frightened the night before. Cunningham's scheme would have worked, except that I was called in. 
which necessitated Piper's murder in a hurry. Like I said, no matter what the spirit of the crime, the killer usually winds up without a ghost of a chance. <laughs> 